Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we have a two-part feature on an interview with former Prime Minister Stephen Harper for Canada's Farm Show. Harper spoke with Saskatchewan Trade Minister Jeremy Harrison. Harper talks about the tremendous opportunity for agriculture in Saskatchewan to thrive and grow in the world marketplace. But in the second part, he also expresses concern about runaway government spending inflationary pressures, and its impact on the economy. He says we can't consume more than we produce. Real Agriculture talks with Drew Lerner of World Weather, Inc., who discusses the hot, dry weather on the prairies. We have the latest weekly outlook from the Sask Wheat newsletter and the weekly update on feeder cattle prices across Saskatchewan. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306 721 6667. Former Conservative Prime Minister Stephen Harper says Saskatchewan has a tremendous opportunity to expand its farm exports. Harper is a business consultant, particularly on foreign trade. Harper spoke with Saskatchewan Trade Minister Jeremy Harrison during a virtual format feature last week at Canada's Farm Show. I just think Saskatchewan has a tremendous opportunity, you know, not just exporting a traditional agricultural commodities. But as you know, you said in your question, secondary food processing, um, the development of, of an export ultimately of agricultural technology. Um, I, I, look, I think the big picture in the world that we've seen for the last 20 years now vis-a-vis agriculture remains the same, which is that you have billions of people around the world who are, you know, moving from um, very low standards of living into a middle-class lifestyle. And they are needing and demanding more and better quality food. And, um, you know, this is, Saskatchewan is a world leader in agriculture. And as I say, I think the, the challenge um, you've, you've laid out is, you know, not just uh, not just exporting the, the products themselves, but, you know, being part of the wider business and being an exporter of of everything from processed food to commodities to technology. So, you know, I think that's that's the big picture. 
Right. And, you know, you touched on it in, in one of your earlier responses, but going from um, five trade agreements when you became prime minister to over 50 uh, that we have today, the vast majority of which were negotiated by you and your team and government, um, you know, that has given tremendous opportunity for our exporters to access new markets. And, you know, as an example, we announced an office in Vietnam that just would not have happened but for the fact that we have a trade agreement as a part of the Trans-Pacific Partnership with Vietnam. Right. And, you know, obviously that's one of the real benefits of having these, these trade agreements in place that you have that certainty and our ability to access these markets. So both on the opportunity side, but also on the risk side, where, where do you see the challenges as far as global trading relationships as they relate to Canada and Saskatchewan going forward? So, uh, you know, as I said, once again, the big picture is is, and Vietnam's a perfect example, literally billions of people moving from very low standards of living to the standard of living where they can afford a lot more food and they want better food. And frankly, that's one of the first things they want as their, as their incomes increase. Um, obviously, market access becomes critical in terms of, of doing that. Um, and in the case of Vietnam, let's just stick with Vietnam for a second. Uh, Canada being part, our, our negotiating Canada as part of the Trans-Pacific Partnership with the, which the current government ultimately, ultimately hesitated about, but ultimately did join. That's, um, you know, that's a big piece of the puzzle going forward. That gives us, you know, preferential access compared to, um, you know, anyone who's not in that uh, 12 nation deal. Um, Look, I would just say that that all said, um, we have to remember that negotiating a trade agreement is only the first stage mm -hmm. in ultimately building and sustaining trade relationships. Um, it is necessary to get on the ground, as Saskatchewan is doing, and making sure that you understand the dynamics that you're building relationships, that you're not just finding these customers for the products, but that you are developing the political relationships on the ground to protect you against, you know, any kind of possible action. The reality is that even with a trade agreement, um, you know, we are not um, immune to uh, political actions that could affect our exports, um, uh, trade actions. The most uh, obvious uh, would be in the in the area of um, health issues. Um, you know, it's always it's always possible if um, you know concerns are raised uh, regarding a health threat. You know, we've had BSE in the past, for example, in the beef industry, um, molds, whatever. It is always possible, real or or somewhat imagined for countries to restrict access suddenly based on those kinds of concerns. And there are other reasons you can be sideswiped by political actions in other parts of the world. I say even where you have trade access through a trade agreement. So, um, you know, the important thing, and this is what Saskatchewan is doing, this is what you're doing, it's, it's critical, is make sure you get on the ground and say not just establish the contracts and the customer relationships, but build the network necessary to sustain that market access over time.
Coming up, Harper says government spending during the pandemic has been so high that inflation is a key concern. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. Former Conservative Prime Minister Stephen Harper says there's a tremendous outlook for agriculture in Saskatchewan. Harper is a business consultant and spoke with Saskatchewan Trade Minister Jeremy Harrison during a virtual feature last week at Canada's Farm Show. Harper says inflationary pressures are a real concern because of massive spending by Western governments, including the U.S. and Canada. Frankly, this is not feasible. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm an economist. I just tell you this. This runs against... This runs against the principle of economic science. The principle of economic science is that human wants and demands outstrip resources and choices have to be made. The whole idea that you can have everything you want and never have to make choices or pay for anything um, is really not a sound economic policy. And we are seeing in the United States, but we're going to see elsewhere, we're seeing in the United States the first consequence of that. And the first consequence is rising inflation. Inflation is now over 4% in the United States, and it is rising quickly. Um, we're going to see that elsewhere. The Bank of Canada has announced, a lot of people didn't pay enough attention to this about a month ago. The Bank of Canada announced that they are going to start uh, contracting their bond purchases and look at interest rate hikes a lot quicker than uh, they were planning to. Um, so you're going to have rising, you have rising prices, you have, and you're going to have rising interest rates. There are going to be a real consequences, negative consequences for economies, uh, obviously for government borrowing in particular. So I guess the reason I go into this long answer, Minister, is, is to say that the bad news is that I am certain that a lot of the rise we're seeing in commodity prices are simply inflation. There's inflation in everything right now. Um, and by the way, um, kind of consumer and commodity inflation is now quite recent. We have had for some time now asset inflation. Uh, we are having incredible asset bubbles, whether it's in real estate, stocks, bonds, etc. Um, you know, we have rising um, real estate prices in Calgary where the economy is still in recession. None of this makes any sense. It's just inflation. And so... Um, so in the short term, um, I'd be a bit leery about trying to read too much into what these higher prices mean, because I do think there's an inflationary bubble going on. Now, all that said, I think the good news is there is a good news longer term, uh, which is that, which is what I talked about before. And that is that there continues to be this growth in demand for agricultural products around the world driven by developing countries, driven by emerging economies. I don't think that is going to change. Um, emerging economies are going to be a lot slower coming out of the pandemic, but the reality is that they have not done as much structural damage to their economies through their responses to the pandemic. And I believe they're going to lead the recovery um in a lot of areas and and certainly i think that basic commodities and particularly food stuff food commodities agricultural commodities are going to continue to show uh ongoing robust demand for for many years for perhaps for decades regardless of what we do here in the west so 
I'm a little bit discounting today's rising prices, but I do think that, you know, healthy uh, prices and and good, strong rising demand should continue in the agricultural sector. And obviously, Canada, regardless of what we do here domestically, if we continue to have proper trade infrastructure, if we develop the kind of trade networks that the government of Saskatchewan is developing, then I do think that bodes well for agriculture over time. But be very leery. Mm-hmm. I mean, price of everything today is going through the roof. I don't know what it means other than inflation. Harper says excessive government spending crowds out private investment, dampens economic growth. He spoke with Saskatchewan Trade Minister Jeremy Harrison last week during a virtual feature at Canada's Farm Show. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Joined right now by Drew Lerner of World Weather Inc. Have you seen, when's the last time you saw something like this where it was such a large dry bias pattern? Uh, 2003 was the last time that we had drought from uh, the heart of the prairies to Mexico. A very similar scenario actually played out during that time period. But the difference between 2003 and and this year is that I think we have an extra year of dryness uh, that we're dealing with, uh, you know, in the past is what I'm trying to say. You know, we're in our fourth year of droughty weather in some parts of the prairies. And uh, that makes a big difference. Uh, in 2003, we had the 2000, 2001, 2002 event that preceded it, but it didn't seem to be quite as extreme as we are right now. Now, maybe my memory is just uh, running a little short, but I, I think that we're maybe a little bit in worse shape than we were in that particular year. But I should point out that there are a lot of similarities between the two years and with the pattern that we're seeing prevailing in the atmosphere. I think we can look at 2003 and come to some conclusions about where we're going down the road. We can also do that with a couple of other years, which some uh, will remember very clearly. Uh, One was 1985 and the other one was 1967. And all three of these analog years have had a very similar signature but certainly 2003 is probably the one that that is most similar to what we've got right now as far as the, the broad-based drought in Western North America. Well, tick-tock, tick-tock. Time is ticking here in terms of the health of this crop on the southern part of the prairies. One of the things that you've taught me is that if you're going to break a drought, you want to break it early. You, you want some of those early rains I'm not quite sure we, you know, we did get some rain. I don't want to say we haven't got any, but it really doesn't feel like things have changed. It's bought us more time. How do we break this pattern? And, and can we? What, what needs to happen here? Yeah, boy, that's, that's the big question. Uh, we, we do need to break the pattern. And the unfortunate part of this is that there's not a lot of good reason for the pattern to break. 
we've got basically a ridge of high pressure that continues to build stronger periodically over western North America in response to the drought itself. Just merely the fact that we have so much dry real estate from Canada to Mexico has created what we call a thermal low. And what that means is we're, we heated up the air and the ground very quickly in these areas so that a broad-based area of basically low pressure has evolved where the air is rising dramatically over all of that area, the, the western United States, parts of the prairies and parts of Mexico. And with all of that rising air, you're getting the air to also heat up and dry down at the same time. And so the end result is that you're building, you're, you're building a high-pressure system aloft in this environment, which is basically being fed because of the drought itself. And until we can do something to bring large amounts of moisture into this environment, the, the whole mechanics for supporting the ridge of high pressure are going to remain in place. So what we need, we need a major storm system to come in from the Pacific that would slam itself into the ridge and knock it down, bring large volumes of moisture into the area. Uh, we could also do it to some limited degree of success by bringing monsoonal moisture from Mexico through the U.S. Rocky Mountains and into the prairies. But that's a big reach and a long ways for that moisture to travel with the high-pressure ridge present, can be really hard to, to allow for that to be the factor that breaks the whole system down. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, we're probably going to have to wait for some seasonal changes to take place because as we go forward from June into July and August, the only thing that happens is the jet stream goes farther to the north and gets weaker, and the weaker it gets, the more difficult it is to get a storm system of size to come and slam into that ridge and break it down. So... Uh, the unfortunate part is that we may have to wait a while for any kind of serious breakdown to take place. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, risk of a thunderstorm, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high today 28, the low 11. Tomorrow, cloudy with showers, the high 24, the low 11. Friday, sunny, the high 27, the low 16. Saturday, sunny, the high 27, the low 15. Sunday, sunny, the high 30, the low 15. Monday, sunny, the high 32, the low 17. Tuesday, sunny, the high 34. Normal high is 24. The normal low is 10 for this date. The sun rose at 447 this morning. It sets at 914 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Valmarie in the southwest corner at 26. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 11. Estevan is 23. Saskatoon, 22. Swift Current, 22. Weyburn, 26. Yorkton is 17. Cloudy in Regina, 23 degrees. That's 73 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 36, gusting to 46. Humidity, 48%. The barometer rising, 100.6. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 24. Winds are from the north-northwest, 30, gusting to 41. 
Once again, Regina, cloudy in 23. That's 73 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The latest outlook from Sask Wheat says there's a lot of attention on the spring wheat outlook compared to medium and soft wheat. Price spreads between classes of wheat have changed substantially. For example, the spread between Chicago wheat and Minneapolis spring wheat has moved from minus 11 cents per bushel in January to plus $1.18 per bushel last week. This is a signal of the demand for protein or high-protein spring wheat relative to lower-protein wheats. This is due to lower spring wheat seeding projections in North America, with the U.S. down 5% and Canada close to 10%. There's also delays in seeding in Russia and concern about crop conditions. The latest numbers for wheat exports, week 45 in Canada, show 255,000 tons shipped out. A smaller number so far this crop year, wheat exports are 17.4 million tons, 2.5 million or 17% higher than last year to date. Traders continue to watch weather in South America, new developments in Russia, and whether China will continue to buy aggressively. Wheat carryout stocks are forecast to drop to 4 million tons in Canada, the third lowest on record. Crop conditions have improved in Saskatchewan with 77% of the spring wheat good to excellent, 21% fair, and 2% poor. Durham exports in week 45 were also small at 47,000 tons. For year-to-date total of 5.5 million tons, 23% ahead of last year's pace. The newsletter suggests old crop Durham should be sold now. It points to supplies in Europe and North Africa expected to increase. The newsletter says the U.S. hard red spring wheat crop is heading out faster than normal, an indicator of stress on the crop. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and SMHI. Municipal Hail Insurance, three tiers of stackable hail insurance. Contact an agent or visit us online at municipalhail.ca. Storms are unpredictable, municipal hail isn't. Feeder cattle prices were showing downward movement this past week across Saskatchewan. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says weather may have been a factor behind the price movement. Well, we saw feeder steer prices dip a little lower again past week, this past week. So the 600 to 700 pound weight category saw prices decrease by $1.20 per hundred weight, 10 week averaging $210 per hundred weight, while the 700 to 800 pound weight category saw prices decline $5.16 to end the week averaging $194.67 per hundred weight. And those are the only two categories reported there. So it was a little, little, little bit of limited price reporting last week for the steers. We had a bit more movement for the feeder heifers. They were mainly lower across their poor weight category. Prices ranged anywhere from $189.83 per hundredweight for the 500 to 600 pound weight category to $163.67 per hundredweight for the 800 plus pound weight category. We did see one price increase there, and that was in that 800 plus pound weight category. Those prices went up 
$3.29. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category, with prices declining $8.13 per hundred weight to 10 week, averaging $174 per hundred weight. What were the factors mainly pushing down feeder cattle prices? Well, the one I could find was moisture concerns. I think they're still playing a big factor. Um, we did see some positive movement for ourselves, I guess, in the feed grain market. So they went down, which helped to limit the prices, I think. We saw some good movement in the feeder and live cattle futures markets. And so those those kind of combined, I guess, with the lower feed grain prices, like we provided support for that 800-plus pound heifer category. And hopefully we'll provide some support going forward. What were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 4,221 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that's down from 6,276 head the previous week, and lower again than the 4,894 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Well, these markets seem to be going back and forth a little bit over the last couple of weeks. So that's good. It's keeping things steady. So the price for Alberta fed steers last week was reported at $164.37, and that's a price decrease of $0.35 from the previous week's price. When we look at the cull cow market, it was mixed week over week with the price of D2 slaughter cows moving higher with prices going up $0.69 per hundredweight to average $103.13 per hundredweight. When we look at the D3 slaughter cows, they saw a price decrease of $0.93 per hundredweight, and so they ended the week averaging $89 per hundredweight. Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more. Visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola rose $14.20 at $694.67. Number one red spring wheat gained $6.81 at $329.63. The rest were unchanged. Durham, three seventeen eighty three. Feed barley two fifty four sixty five, flax six seventy seven ninety four, lentils seven thirty seven fifty, oats two hundred six dollars and fifty three cents, yellow peas three hundred twenty eight dollars fifty seven cents, feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, spring wheat rose nineteen cents at eight dollars and two cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest Livestock Quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had a regular cow and bull sale on June 16th. Prices have been holding steady from our last sales. Hefferets sold from 118 to 135. D1 and D2 cows sold from 93 to 110. D3 cows sold from 53 to 75 cents. Counter cows sold from 20 to 45 cents. Slaughter bulls sold from 112 to 122. We also had a handful of yearling heifers weighing 800 to 900 pounds, selling from 170 to 177. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboya Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Tuesday. 
selling in a range of 256 to 273 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,300 head, selling in a range of 250 to 266 per CKG. Hams number one sales this week are selling in the range of 43 to 50 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is down and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is up 13 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2356. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 81.37 cents US. Daily U.S. cash prices are lower in all regions relative to the previous day. Despite the modest pullback in the Western Corn Belt region, the daily value is still higher than the previous week's base, as well as higher than the July 2014 peak. However, further gains appear to be limited today, as a large one-day drop in the net value of the pork cutout is pressuring. The daily value of the cutout came in $12.93 a hundredweight lower, led by Bellies with a whopping $59.30 a hundredweight drop. Cold storage was released yesterday and the numbers for May show total pork inventory increased by 0.9% relative to the previous month and has caught up to last year's levels. Hams saw the largest increase and were 36.2% higher than a month ago compared to an inventory bill that typically comes in around 25%. Regardless, inventory levels are still well off the benchmarks with total pork 24.9% lower and have a way to go before a return to normal can be declared. And so today's price, this is for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants, $250.33 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The federal and provincial governments have announced more than $81 million in joint funding for 23 infrastructure projects across Saskatchewan. From the investment, Esterhazy, Unity, Meadow Lake and other communities will benefit from improved access to reliable water supplies. Wastewater treatment facilities will be upgraded and expanded in Humboldt, Oxbow and Grenfell. Other communities will benefit from projects that decommission landfills or provide flood prevention. Recreation projects include upgrades to the Rec Centre Arena in Fort Capel, used by many communities in the area. The new president of the Saskatchewan Medical Association, Dr. Eben Stridum, says rural health is a key priority. Dr. Stridum, a Melford doctor, says improving the number of doctors in rural areas is a complex problem, but there is a push from educators and government to help graduates choose to work in smaller centres. On the markets today... The TSX down 19 points at 20,181. The Dow has fallen 42 points at 33,902. Oil is up 35 cents at 73.20 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has gained seven one hundredths of a cent at 81.32 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything egg. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.